this is a bit awkward because I've just sat down and realised that if I turn my head to the left, uh, it's a sunny day and my neighbour is sitting in her front garden talking to a friend. Or actually they're both knitting. So um, I'll just have to explain to her later what's going on. I think she knows. She does know I do this podcast, uh, but she doesn't know when I do it. So welcome to Nosy Neighbour, episode 97 of Mr. Bird Pods. I don't like to think of myself as being nosy. I just like to think of myself as being very aware of what's going on around me. Interested, I think is a very good word. Anyway, um, it's been a quiet week, actually. Uh, Although Volvo has just gone past. Um, Relatively quiet after... Well, last week was just awful. I mean, it was just dreadful. There's loads of stuff going on at the theatre that I'm not really able to talk about for obvious reasons. Um, but, uh, yeah, so where are we? Oh, I think I might have a new listener. Uh, so I'm just going to say something to them, which is standing by. Uh, that's a little in-joke. Uh, sorry, it's lost on you. And let's hope they're listening, otherwise it'd be lost on everybody. Um, so, yeah, I had quite a dull yoga. Uh, obviously, I was in a very bad mood on Sunday and uh, yesterday, which was Sunday. I don't know what I'm talking about. Clock went forward, lose an hour, always very bitter and angry about that. Uh, and I'm really tired. So um, I wasn't in a great frame of mind for doing yoga this morning uh, but uh, it seemed to go all right uh, and actually got through it without zoom breaking down which was absolutely marvelous um and then i went for a run and that was all it was all a bit dull actually this morning i've got nothing much to say about it i went for a run and that was all jolly d i tried to do a sort of an up down up down up down run uh, i noticed that darren um was down in his hometown uh, and he'd done park run. Uh, and I was very impressed with his time, actually, until I realised that he just runs flat and in a straight line there and back. Whereas, of course, I do a very interesting run, which is not symmetrical or straight line there and back in any way whatsoever. Uh, and uh, I try to make the ups and down hills sort of even throughout. And I did all right, actually. I was quite pleased. I, got, I was 32 minutes. Uh, I think she's all right. Who's that woman? It's one of those days where it looks sunny, but, well, I thought it was quite warm out, but everyone seems to have heavy coats on today. Um, The tree outside the window is in that lovely uh, state of, it's a Japanese cherry blossom, and the leaves are just starting to come out, so it's got the lovely pink, no, it's not pink, it's white, white blossom with pink centres, absolutely swarming with bees. You can hear them as you go past. It's like a horror film. And then uh, and the leaves are coming out, so there's the green against the white, and the pink is really lovely, I think. Um, I keep swinging my head around to the left, and I can't keep doing it because they're going to see me. So, uh, yeah, so today's been a bit dull, actually. Um, not that my life is ever dull. So then, uh, so what happened last week was uh, the show was cancelled again on the Tuesday, uh, although I don't normally work on Tuesday anyway, and then it got uh, back together with a very interesting uh, cast. 
I did say I'm going to start playing bingo actually because uh, every time the play starts, there seems to be a completely new set of actors on stage. <laughs> it's all due to COVID. Uh, I'm going to start ranting about COVID actually, but not about COVID, about people and COVID because, uh, you know, it hasn't been on the news. Uh, and I knew obviously Ukraine has every right and should be up there uh, on our radio screens and everything. But um, I think it does need noticing that the COVID infection rates are really high at the moment. Um, I don't think I've ever known so many people with COVID as I do at the moment. Can't believe I still haven't got it. And uh, practically no, well, not, maybe not practically no one, but there's not many people now wearing masks. I mean, I think it was a, initially about 50% wearing masks after we sort of had the restrictions loosened. But now there's just pretty much no one. Um and obviously it's spreading like wildfire, uh, which is fine, you know, if you just get a bit of a cold. But, you know, uh, on a selfish level, it affects my work because uh, the actors can't go on. This knocks on to the other actors who are then having to cover. And uh, it's quite a stressful production as it is. And I do worry about their state of health. Um, people have had long COVID. They're not going to want to catch it again. People with underlying uh, other underlying uh, illnesses and what have you, uh, they're not going to be keen on going out when no one's, everyone's wandering around not wearing masks. I'm sounding calm about it, I'm actually quite angry about the whole situation because uh, I think people just need to stick a mask on in consideration of others. That's what uh, I think it's a bit sad, really, that you know, COVID, the pandemic seemed to make us more thoughtful and caring about other people, and now we just seem to have gone back to how we were before with everybody just out for themselves. So that's the end of today's rant. rant. This person going past. Um, uh, that's that person's got a sort of light jacket on, which I think is about right for a spring daylight today. That's the end of my rant. Um, but I am very cross about it. I actually did laugh at a New York. I always laugh at the New York. New Yorker uh, cartoons which you get on Instagram and um, it had a picture it was a drawing of three jackets there was a winter jacket the summer jacket and then the one day jacket that you buy and then you end up wearing it on one day that's a little bit chilly and a little bit sunny and then you never wear it ever again and I laugh because I've actually got quite a few of those jackets <laughs> has to be said anyway um, I'm wearing my very natty uh, Paul Smith uh, jacket at the moment which I've had for many many a year and I bought it secondhand uh, it's starting to go at the seams uh, but I did point out to somebody that you know it's classic and classic clothes do not go out of fashion and as Chanel Coco Chanel once said uh, fashion is out there but uh, it's you that makes style I'll leave that hanging for a moment uh, oh, no they're moving uh, they're off so, um, yeah, so that was Tuesday. So I'm now hooked on uh, television evenings because I've had more evenings than expected on Midnight Mass, which is Netflix. And it's the new uh, Mind Promptly Goes Blank, Mike, can't remember his name, the man that did, uh, and no, no one on this listening to this podcast will have watched it, uh, The Haunting of Hill House and subsequently... Uh, the Haunting of Blind Manor, which is based on Turner's Screw. Um, I think they're absolutely fantastic. And this one is set in a... What I like about, you know, any genre uh, 
fiction or film, whatever, and anything genre at its best, it uses the limitations of the genre to uh, explore, and I, I, I'm, and I do mean that paradoxically, the limitations to explore wider issues, uh, whether that be political or social, uh, emotional or whatever. This film is uh, series is set in a on a little island somewhere in America. Is it America? Yes, uh, a dying fishing community. And again, you know, you know, well, one would hope people know generally about the state of industries in this country that are have peaked and are in decline and everything else. Uh, this makes the point the old companies have bought up all the waters around the island and the islanders can no longer fish in them and so the community is dying. Um, so that's sort of the background. It's a look at, from what I've read, I've read a little bit about it, but not too much because I always find everything gives things away once they've gone in, thank goodness. Um, it's about a priest who turns up uh, into the community and uh, the writer is a Roman Catholic, although he has lost his faith. And uh, it's, he said it's, it, this is his person, personal exploration, exploration of his Roman Catholicism. I find it absolutely fascinating. I'm not a Roman Catholic, but I've got lots of Roman Catholic friends and um, never seen that man before. I've never seen that man before. And um, he's wearing a natty little summer jacket, a spring jacket, should we call it? And natty is a, a, a phrase my mother used to use. Natty, my mother used to, uh, I never worked out why she did it, but of course it was age. She used to wear a little scarf around her neck in later years because obviously it covered the, uh, as someone always points out to me, you can always tell someone's age by their neck and their hands. Uh, used to cover up her neck when she got older and she always used to call it a natty, a natty little scarf. Um, so uh, that sort of thought to reference my mother because it was uh, Mother's Day yesterday, which I just tend to ignore now. Well, I've always ignored it actually because my mum was never that bothered by it. Uh, American, that, you know, that the ultimate criticism of anything is to say that it's American. And uh, obviously Mother's Day is an American thing that came over here. And uh, actually, it's Mothering Sunday, uh, which has nothing to do with uh, Mother's Day. I've heard that many a time from my mother. Uh, there's a couple walking past, a very red-headed man. I think he's been in the sun too long. And um, red-headed as in bald and red-skinned head. Just make that clear. And, um, oh, no, oh, it's all okay. Oh, no, there go the neighbours. They're off to collect their children. Uh, actually, it was very sweet. Uh, I'm getting off. I'm, I'm meandering now, but um, I'm letting the cat out every now and then just for a quick rush. She shouldn't strictly be going out yet, but she hasn't had her injections. But um, for a little run around outside and she explores the um, front gardens uh, and the little boy next door uh, was sitting on the front doorstep. I hadn't actually let her out. I'd gone out to put the rubbish out and she'd escaped. Uh, and I sort of shouted indoors, I don't know where she is, whether she's in or out. And the little boy said, oh, who are you looking for? And I said, the cat. And he said, oh, she's just run past. So he, I said, oh, could you just keep an eye on her? So he ran round into the further on neighbor's garden. He's friend who, they've also got two little boys and uh, he knows them. They were around and he basically herded her back in to, um, through the gardens, back into our flat, which was very sweet of him. And, um, and he said something that he said to his, I think he said to his friends, he said, I'm getting my friend's cat in. I don't speak to him very often, actually, because um, 
he's quite he's chatty but he's quiet uh, but he did call me his friend which I thought was very nice anyway I was telling his mum the next day and she said oh that will have really pleased him because um he doesn't often get he's a cheerful little thing she said he rarely gets upset but he'd just started getting into football at school she said that her and his dad aren't really interested in football but he's just started getting into uh, at school they put him in goal of course he'd let a goal in and uh, everyone blamed him and he got really upset and she said it was one of the few times he's ever come out of school feeling a bit tearful and she said so um getting the basically scoring a goal with getting our cat back into the flat probably cheered him up which I just thought was really sweet and she did say the coach had said but you've got to think about all the other players who've all let the ball past um each individual player has let the ball pass themselves for it to have got to the goal in so even though you've let the goal and everybody else has let the ball pass them as well which I thought was a really nice way of looking at it anyway I digress and I can't remember what I've digressed off actually so um oh yes midnight pass so anyway so yeah so this is an exploration of this man's um faith but but it's also a horror and um it's quite creepy actually uh, there's some brilliant characters in it so this little community fantastic characters and uh it's a different type of the other haunting of hill house and the haunting of blind mother were both sort of ghost stories and the ghosts were sort of manifestations of uh, the, uh, the 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 human characters in a lot of ways whereas this all uh, is um i suppose it is a manifest manifestation but it's all it's more of a as um a concrete monster which i wasn't expecting at all so it's very interesting and i'm completely gripped by it so i'm on to episode four so that i've been watching that in the evenings uh, because the show's been cancelled but the show is back on the road and uh that's all lovely and more people have got covid but it is uh it's still going on and i think the audiences are all right i can't think of anything funny that happened on it that i can mention so i won't um then last week I had my first Welsh lesson with uh, my Welsh friend, obviously, they're not going to be German, and uh, who listens to this. Uh, so I think I did an hour or so on Zoom uh, because uh, I need to start talking because Duolingo suddenly seems to have started going downhill, which I'm a bit upset about. They've got rid of their forums, uh, which are the big sort of community area. Uh, oh, person jogging. Could that person jog a bit slower? I mean, really, if she goes any slower, she'll be walking. I shouldn't mock. I shouldn't, and I'm not going to. So, um, yeah, so do you, I don't know whether they're going to wind your lingo down. But anyway, she was very impressed with uh, the way, because I sort of shared screen and showed the duolingo lessons. Um, and I actually did all right. Oh, she said I've got a good grasp of it. And so we're going to carry on those every week, which would be very lovely. And then Wednesday this week, I'm going to have an initial chat with a playwright, strict dramaturg, dramaturg, somebody who helps you write uh, a play. Um, doesn't write it for you, just helps you sort of various ways, which I'm not going to go into now. And uh, I thought I want someone professional. I did a course with her and I like her enormously. Um, I want someone professional to to... I'll have to pay her, obviously, uh, to give me some guidance on this play I've just written because it's very, very personal. Um, it's uh, it's not my mum and dad, but it's inspired by my mum and dad. So it's, it is 
in a way it's keeping them alive in a lot of ways as well as me I don't want it to be a therapeutic thing but um obviously it's very personal so uh that's that I'm doing that tomorrow um I don't think I've done anything else very exciting the book of the moment oh yes and yesterday this mad woman came running after me shrieking my um surname uh, with mister in front of it now the only people that ever do that of course are people I've worked with in schools and I realized it was somebody I'd worked with she was actually the dinner lady who came into my nursery class uh, and looked after the nursery children while I was on lunch and she was amazing she was so lovely with them and she got a big family herself um, and I taught her son when he was in year one I can't remember which class he was in um I, I can't remember his cohort I'll have to try and look up the pictures I've taught so many classes and um she said I mean he would have been five turning six in year one and she said oh he's 19 now <laughs> and I um just it didn't hit me until I woke up this morning for some reason I was thinking about it I thought my god he's 19 all those little four five six year olds I taught are now 16, 17, 18, 19. There is one little boy I still think of every now and then. I absolutely adored him. He was lovely, really naughty, um, but such a sensitive little soul. And one of those children I just knew was in danger of getting in with the wrong crowd. And if he got in with the wrong crowd, that would be trouble. And I was in touch with his mum for a while. But... Um, I worry, I do worry about him, and he would be probably 17, 18 now. I'd love to know what he's up to, and I really, really hope he's all right, because uh, life is tough for those children. Um, so, um, yeah, so this little lad, uh, whose mum was talking to, he's uh, studying music uh, in a thing I'd never heard of called Conservatoire in Blackheath, which is a, quite an old music and drama college. Uh, he's doing rap music uh, and two of other children are teaching. One, she said, was a secondary school. One was, I think, early years. And then she's got another one. She's got a big family. So she was she basically was sitting in a cafe uh, with her sister and I'd walk past. And she said her sister, who's older than her, I think she's in her 70s, is always in that cafe. It's local to where I live. Um, and they'd looked after her during the pandemic. Her sister, they'd gone and taken food around to her and made sure she was all right. And that was really touching. So um, well done, Muswell Hill. There are nice businesses in Muswell Hill. We've got another boulangerie opening, uh, which of course is so useful, I can't tell you. So that's that. Then, and yes, the book I'm reading, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's called, I've, I've mentioned it before, I can't remember the author's name off the top of my head. It's called The Appeal, A-double-P-E-A-L. Uh, -E um, it's a murder mystery written in the form of uh, emails. I, I, I don't read the blurb on things anymore, especially books. And I did read the blurb. Um, I'm coming to the end of it. Uh, can't put it down. I think it is so clever. It is such a clever book. It's an absolute joy to read because of its cleverness, but 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 um, excessively clever, not smarty-ass clever. And um, 
I'm coming to the end of it and I thought I'll read the back of the blurb at the back and the blurb at the back gives something really big away that doesn't happen until towards the end of the book. I find it so annoying. It, the book's also got a structure to it, um, a sort of an outer structure around the email. So it's a sort of, it works on quite a few levels and I was unaware and that's not clear from the start of the book quite what, what how that structure uh, is formed and develops and that's all uh, school children that's all um um mentioned on the back as well as, along with this sort of plot twist i find it so annoying my advice to people is do not write, read the blurbs on the back of books okay that's that rant over um have i got anything else to say uh finished the promise the french series i was a little bit disappointed with the last episode but hey does that matter it was good i enjoyed it overall uh started watching the marvel what if which uh, probably no one listening to this knows a thing about so i'm not going to talk about that particularly i think the next thing is going to be bridgerton uh second series very excited about that obviously and um possibly killing eve although i'm a bit mm, i don't know i found the second series a bit late but i'm not sure they can make it through a third series but we'll see so um, on that note, uh, I'm going to leave you all and uh, finish my tea. And thank you for listening.